0: Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio.
1: Bobcat fans, it is Wednesday, April 5th, and I'd like to welcome you all to another episode of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Orlando Smart, and today I'm joined by my producer, Justin Brown, and co-hosts J.P. Flanagan and Thomas Terry. We have a jam-packed show for you today here, So, but first, over to J.P. for my word for our sponsor.
2: Twin Peaks Restaurants and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, and sandwiches, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. Thanks, JP. So
1: we're going to get the show started off with some Texas State baseball. And last night, the Bobcats traveled to College Station where they had a battle against the um, Texas A&M Aggies. And, I mean, in this game, the Bobcats got out to a 5-0 lead. But, I mean, in the end, it was a very hard fought game, but they weren't able to come out of there. They weren't able to leave College Station with a win, and they lost the game 9-10. So... What are you guys thoughts on that game last night?
2: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't uh, able to watch that game. Unfortunately I think it was only like, the SEC plus network But I was glued to the Texas State Twitter last night just trying to get some updates and after the first inning You thought they were in the driver's seat, you know getting to hit a grand slam um, In the first inning to be at 5-0, but Texas A&M being the team they are um, Really didn't back down. It got it became a game pretty close or pretty uh, quickly And, I mean, this is a game where I think Texas State really had the upper hand. They weren't necessarily just relying on their heavy hitters. They were getting people on base. And, of course, the Grand Slam definitely helped, you know, keep them in this game. But, I mean, there were three people on base to get that opportunity to start with. So, I mean, this is a game you would have liked to have seen Texas State, you know, take advantage of with that lead. But, um, you know, it being an in-state rival and then them having, you know, such a recruiting base and stuff like that, I mean, you, you can only be proud of what they were able to do. And, you know, um, you, you would not like that outcome, but, I mean, still an impressive, you know, uh, turnout.
3: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it on the podcast yesterday, Claws to the Wall, how they really needed to kind of just – Show up and not give up. We understand that this is a Power 5 team, one of the best baseball teams, a and that will be in the nation. But Texas State is also one of the best teams in the nation. And when it comes to hitting, they are definitely one of the hottest hitting teams. And we've also p- talked about previously how you need to be able to, like you said, JP, be able to affect the game without hitting home runs. And that's what we saw earlier in the first inning when De La Pena was able to get on base. Jose Gonzalez was able to get on base, and Powell was able to get on base, and then Leary went ahead and finished the job with that grand slam in the first inning. So we saw it also happen in the Arkansas State game where we went up, or Texas State went up 3-0, and then Arkansas State came back right at the bottom of the first inning and hit their three runs and scored their three runs. So baseball, just like basketball, is a game of runs, literally. So it's just nice to see that they came out there and competed last night.
0: You know, what I will say is that if you watch the Bobcats hit your it's obvious to anyone watching that they're hitting with power and they're hitting just for home runs but every coach will tell you right now it hitting for contact is more important and as you're mentioning Thomas you're talking about getting on base and getting in scoring position that is only caused by doing contact hitting when you're focused on getting on base you're focused on mm, maybe I could do a sack fly here to advance the runner maybe I can do a sack bunt those are winning moves right there for any baseball team and you know just hitting for power and just hitting for home runs that's a quick quick way to strike yourself out but uh home runs were not an issue here we talk about ryan leary's grand slam but Cade manning he had a homer in the seventh um you know just just really good hitting and we also had uh yeah oh ryan leary as i mentioned earlier but um, yeah, just this baseball team. It's a close loss. It's only a nine, 10 loss and you're playing against a really big school. So honestly, not a bad performance for the Bobcats giving college station a run for their money, making them fight back and go back into this game. If you may have saw it, the president Kelly Damphus, he was actually at that game. I'm very jealous. I wish I had tickets there, but yeah, I mean, Bobcats just have to take this loss and learn from it and use it in their next series.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm glad. I, I'm glad all of you brought up the hitting and just the solid hitting they had, um, especially outside of the home run. I think the biggest hit um, in the game was um, at the bottom of the six when um, Dalen Pena he doubled into right center, which um, brought in three runs. That would that's what brought the game uh, kind of put Texas State back into the game and made it a one score game. And then that homer you mentioned right there in the um, in the seventh, Justin, that kind of tied the game up for texas state so i mean it was really definitely a really hard fought game on the batting side and so i would just hope for the bobcats to kind of kind of tune things up on the pitching side they kind of went through they went through eight different pitchers. uh they went through eight different pitchers on the mound that game i mean as well as a and m but i mean as the team you don't want that for your team you want for the other team obviously that's kind of good but eight, going through eight different pitches you kind of want to find somebody to that was able to kind of get to get some of those guys off the plate but i mean that wasn't really able to do that so hopefully the the bobcats can bounce back luckily they do as not nowhere near the end of the season they have a sunbelt conference opponent coming up with a series against Um, south alabama out in mobile alabama so that'll be a a way for the bobcats to bounce back in that game especially before they have a big series up against ut but what are you guys thoughts up on the upcoming series against south alabama
2: yeah, I mean, this is one you're going to have to take advantage of. I mean, Texas State has gotten to show that they can compete with some of the best talent in this sport. I mean, getting to knock off a TCU team that was ranked earlier this season, um, like this softball team, um, you have to just take advantage of the games that aren't give me's, but, you know, the, the ones that you're perceived to have win these games. And I think this Texas State team is, is you know, destined for greater things. And um, going to Mobile, Alabama to play a South Alabama team, you really should walk in there with the confidence and, you know, um, really just building up yourself for, as you mentioned, that UT game next week or the UT series next week that's going to be a big one because um, Texas is on a hot streak right now although losing to Oklahoma State in one of their games um, they're one of the hottest teams in the country right now and they have admirations of also going to the uh, College Baseball World Series as well so I mean it's going to be a tough matchup coming up forward
3: yeah so I looked at the game last night as a tune-up kind of to get ready for the Texas game because this is they're a little bit closer down the I-35 corridor you know there's a lot of we uh, kind of got into their heads a little bit, throwing up the horn or throwing down the horns down last year, as they beat that team last year. So they're looking to repeat, make a repeat of history there. But yeah, going into this South Alabama series, South Alabama is 13 and 16 overall in the season. They have three hitters hitting over 300, especially their best hitter being Will Turner. So the main thing for Texas State will be trying to keep him from warming up his bat. I should say he's gonna, he's probably gonna get some hits, but making sure that they're Weak contact hits, I should say, and making sure he's definitely not hitting the ball out the park. That should be your main goal.
0: Yeah, you know, I just think this baseball team, at these games down in, you know, in the beginning, in the mid midway throughout the season, these are very important games, especially very against very important schools. And you know, they look back at these games, they think what they could have done better. And I know they're thinking about that last year's UT game and the horns down and everything. Now they're trying to say, let's just beat them twice: beat them at their home, beat them at our home, and that should be that would be nice for the baseball team to do. But you know, just while we have the time here, before we go to our break, I just want to mention softball and things they've been doing. You know, they're about to have this Southern Miss series. This is a team they haven't faced since 2006 in Hawaii. Um, before we go to break, any quick thoughts on what this, what these Bobcats are going to have to do? I know this is a transition change here, but we actually, if for listeners, we actually have an interview coming up after the the first break with Donovan from eSports. But that's just a little they preview but guys any thoughts on this softball team before we go to break Pardon? Yeah, I
2: mean this uh, softball team hasn't really been able to capitalize on on the um, You know the moment so I feel like if, if a team can you know beat an Alabama team and a Texas team It's not just them beating them on like their worst day. This is a team that's capable of doing those things So I feel like they need to walk into the same thing with the baseball team They need to walk in here with some confidence knowing that they are should be and can be better than this other team that they're facing And really having a mindset like that can take you a long way I know this team has dropped a lot of gimme games. I feel like Um, beating some of the best teams in the country i mean this team just has to find more consistency and really that can take him a long way
1: yeah justin i'm glad you brought up the softball team because that was my next transition but the looking at this southern miss team i mean we kind of mentioned it um on cloths to the wall this is a team that hasn't won a single conference game so um as with the team like texas state who has um much further aspirations than just playing well in the regular season that has tournament aspirations dropping a game like this isn't ideal. So especially in a time where they're not playing their best, they kind of want this is a team that they should be able to kind of find momentum of, find their, get their groove back and kind of build momentum because just like the baseball team, they do have some big games coming up. So as well as not only just some conference games, they have that game against UT, the rematch against UT who was like, I'm pretty sure you just said it, JP, they'll be looking for, they'll be looking for a rematch or they'll be yeah looking for revenge on Texas state in that game. So The Bobcats definitely need to go out to, I mean, protect their home field advantage against Southern Miss. But before we get out of that's going to be, we're going to take a moment for a quick break. But when we come back, like Justin said, we do have an interview scheduled with Donovan from Esports. But don't touch that dial. You're listening to KTSW 899. Orlando Smart. And in the studio with me today, I have my producer, Justin Brown, my co-host, JP Flanagan, and Thomas Terry. And we are joined by a very special guest, Donovan Prasavath here from the Texas Texas State Esports team has joined us for an interview, and we just have a couple questions, so I'll get us started off. Um, Donovan, how long have you been playing for the Texas State Esports team? Well, first off, Donovan, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm good. Uh, There you go.
4: First, I want to say this is a really nice setup. I love this. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I've never, never been on this side of campus. Really. Oh, yeah.
0: Everyone says they hear Trinity, and they're like, "Where, where is that? Do I have to do Apple Maps there? You're yeah, there. Right? I didn't know where that was the first time <laughs> I came here, honestly. Half the staff doesn't. But, um, yeah, well, your question, Orlando, go back.
1: All right. So we'll get back. Yeah, get back. How long have you been playing for Texas State Esports? So I've been playing since
4: August of 2020. That's when I transferred here. I used to go to a community college in Houston. Um, I played... Call of duty for three years and then halo for one i did call of duty and halo and uh, for one year combined
1: all right so i'm guessing you've been playing video games like your whole life how long have you actually been pl- no i'm um, not even no how long you've been playing video games
4: so i played them like as i did play them when i was like two and a half three years old with my dad but like nothing serious and then um I played it every now and then when I was a kid too, just like when I wasn't outside and then I got a job at 16. So around like I'd say two years into my job, I was just focused on school and work and I didn't do much else. Like I would just stay inside um, when I had free time. So that's when I really started to play games and it really picked up uh, in COVID around like March, April in 2020. I started playing games all the time when I had no hours because I couldn't work and I couldn't leave the house. And so, I did a lot of uh, I played a lot of Call of Duty with some IRLs, and um, actually, it was my my girlfriend at the time who I went to her house and played on her Xbox. And she was like, "Hey, have you ever thought about competing in gaming? You're kind of good." And I was like, "I don't I've ne- I don't know what that is." <laughs> That's a good yeah, compliment like, <laughs> to get, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know what esports is, but I didn't think it was like as serious. So she started showing me these videos, and like, there's people playing on main stages in front of like thousands of people for millions of dollars, and I was kind of just like. Mind-blown, but I was like, well, I still have a job, so I'm good.
2: That kind of segues into my question. I- I'm curious, like, how the recruiting process was, or if there was one, and how did you get involved in that? Or is that something you had to, like, branch out yourself? Because I'm sure there's plenty of listeners who are like, how did you get in the position you're in now?
4: Right, so we had to – me and a few of the guys that were here, we kind of had to start it on our own. So there was an eSports club here. It was very small, and um, I was just focused on my degree, really, but I was looking at, like – collegiate Call of Duty whenever uh, I got accepted here just seeing if they had anything and um, they didn't have a Call of Duty team but they had esports and so I looked into the esports discord and they had like four or five people saying they wanted to um, start a Call of Duty team and you need at least five people to start a team at the time now you only need four but um, we had five people like the bare minimum to even get a team and the school didn't even want to really start a Call of Duty team because they had like five, six other esports and um, they didn't think Call of Duty was worth it. So we really were like on a hot seat. It was like, if you did good this first semester, we'll keep it. If not, you know, we're going to kind of get rid of it. And so in our first tournament for fall of 2020, we ended up placing sixth. Out of like 96 teams wow and so
0: and is that national like national teams like all across the yeah that's uh
4: US and Canada oh my God. yeah and so that's when we kind of like noticed we we had something special here and so that next semester they kept us around <laughs> and they started supporting us more because really when they when we started it was just like hey here's the team good luck like they didn't give us any kind of support like help us set up a schedule or really anything at all it was just U5, play, whatever, and they there you were go. going to let us walk.
0: And don't y'all have, like, a little room where y'all have all the computers and oh, stuff? that? Like Justin, it's
1: room? not little. I've, oh. I've seen the room. It's I, it's gigantic. <laughs> it's so nice. I mean, they, they have the top-of-the-line yeah. Alienware gear. It's very nice. Is that – I mean, how I, that's kind of – I have a question about that. How, how did you guys come about, like, getting some of that equipment? Was that after you guys started doing well, the school kind of, like, started backing you guys more? So,
4: I don't – I, I don't think that was us, oh. but I know a lot of teams were very small like they didn't have really good luck I think before I even got here in 2020 we had like one good team and I want to say that was overwatch I don't really watch overwatch, but overwatch. Wow. I think they were solid But other than that there hasn't been anything big But when we got here one of my buddies who's like been into esports since he was like 12 He was trying to push for stuff like that And I don't know if that was the reason because mm-hmm. I just show up and play but I, I want to say I mean, I hate to give him credit because he'll probably rub it in my face. But I want to say he might be the reason that that's kind of there. I think he pushed it because nobody really uses it except the Call of Duty team. Wow. And, you know, you talk about that, you know, people in esports, they can play in these
0: tournaments and win win good money. You know, what money have you won in this? And, and have you
4: won any tournaments or anything like that? Uh, so maybe Halo. So in Halo, we we started Halo—we only played Halo for one year because it was big when it dropped, and it kind of died down whenever—not um, even within a year. But in 2020, the spring semester, we played Halo, and um, we won the national championship for that, and there was about 100 teams? 110? Dude, That's like the
0: first national championship Texas State has won in like the <laughs> past 20 years, and no one heard about it? Come on, guys.
4: No, I mean, Halo was big when it dropped, and then it died down— Like towards the end of the season, around when playoffs stopped. But, I mean, we just played because we loved Halo. I grew up a Halo kid, and that was, like, yeah. one of the few games I played. And now, so, when you play esports, is there, like, loadout restrictions and stuff like that? There or is. When you play Halo and stuff? For, for Halo, no. It's just you load up a ranked match, and it's very similar to, like, um, if you were just to hop on and play at home, mm-hmm. there's just some guns that are not on the map, but, but with I've, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, everything's restricted,
0: like sensitivity, ADS, like all that
4: stuff. no, 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 just like guns and, um, what you can like kind of do, I guess, mm-hmm. like in the few years you weren't able to crouch and stand up like consistently cause I was considered like an exploit. Oh yeah, I know. But it's called <laughs> snaking. But um yeah. no, you could you can only run like one assault rifle in the game and one submachine gun mm-hmm. and then you can't run a single sniper unless you're playing a certain game mode. So Donovan, are you a senior or are you junior? I'm whatever? a I'm a senior. I graduate in May. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. same. When we'll we walk on the exciting. stage again. Guys, now. I'm, no,
0: Thomas, you got a question. Oh, yeah. Let me let me kind of get in on yeah, a little know. bit I of go, action, there, man. I haven't heard <laughs> Thomas in my ears a So
4: a few questions. What has been your favorite COD thus far? My favorite to compete in or just to play for fun? Just for fun. Just for fun, probably World at War or Black Ops 1. Okay, okay. Ooh, and then maybe what about to compete in? Competing, my favorite COD that I've competed in was Cold War. Cold War. What are your thoughts on the new Modern Warfare that's came out? <laughs> Uh, a lot of my buddies know this. I absolutely hate it competitively for fun. I love it like playing non-competitively I love it, but for competitive. It's probably the worst Cod I've ever played Okay, and then one
3: more question and I'll turn it back over to you guys uh, What are your short-term goals for yourself and then the future of the league? I know you're graduating so
4: short-term goals. Um, right now we're in playoffs. We're second in the West for Call of Duty. We want to obviously win it all that's kind of our main goal um, if they do all-star voting again, I'd, I'd like to be an all-star again. So those are my short-term goal- goals. Long-term, I would say to kind of push the program here to varsity, um, it's, we haven't had a lot of luck with that, and I'm not going to like throw anybody under the bus, but eSports doesn't have a lot of like social media people or a lot of people really pushing to make it a varsity program. They, a lot of people here just love playing for fun. And that's kind of what stands out with my team and a few other teams. I just can't speak for them because I haven't heard much, but we really wanted to push eSports here to a varsity program and make it big because we we've
1: done, I'd say more than some varsity programs. Oh, definitely. like Justin mentioned, if that's that y'all winning in the national championship, Texas state. That might be the only one I've heard of, and just, I can't even remember how long. But what are you mentioned? Y'all want the program to be like a varsity program here. What are some of the differences that would that would come with that that um, opposed to what y'all are now? So some differences
4: would be we get paid travel from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had sponsors in the past, so luckily we haven't had to pay much at all. Uh, like the most I had to pay was for a check-in bag. Um, But that was off of sponsors it'd be so much easier for these young guys coming in if we just were a varsity program They could pay for stuff like that. Also, they would get scholarships not just prize money scholarships like just straight scholarships to be here and um, Now with eSports, that's kind of like the big thing. There's like eight schools maybe ten in the College League that hand out scholarships now. Halo is only like two just because it's died down but um, last year in esports, there was only two, or for Call of Duty, at least, there's only two. Now there's eight, so it's growing. Yeah, so do y'all have any rival, any, like, school that it's, like, when y'all see on the
0: map, is it UTSA or UT, or is it either of those schools? So one of them is, for sure, UT. We
4: play them every every year. Did y'all and play
0: them, like, six years, I mean, six games in a row, like, recently or something? Yeah, play we, each other ton. well,
4: so we, I think we played them three times this year, and we played them, um, like, twice every other year. And, um, are the, are the mics hot? Is it, is it, do y'all get pretty No, they're actually anyway. really cool people. But <laughs> okay. I, I, I think the only people I really like from UT that I've gone along with are the COD guys. But, um, whenever I see them, I love smoking. them. my, my family's from Ada, Oklahoma. So, yeah. um, they're big OU fans. Um, and so every time I see UT, I just, I, I love. The down, to, whatever. Always, always. <laughs> love that. We love to hear that. But um, another rival we have is St. Edward's University. They're a scholarship team, and they're in Austin. And they're they're really great guys. I love them. They're, they have scholarships. They're a great program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what we want to do. And before we even had an arena, they let us drive over there and play at their arena. So those yeah. guys are amazing. Well, Donovan, if anyone is listening and they want to join esports, how
0: do they go along doing that? Like, dude, is there a website they go to? Is there something they do? Or how, how would
4: they do that? So... The way I did it was I found their Discord, the esports Discord, and um, I think it's on their Twitter. Their Twitter is TXST Esports, and there's a link in there to join the Discord. That's how I found it. Um, you might be able to walk by the arena, and someone will probably be there. But my best bet would be to hop in the Discord if you can. Gotcha. Well,
0: final final question I have for you, Donovan, before we let you go. How has esports changed your college career? I mean, you, you, something you joined, and it seems you've been doing it all the way to your senior year about until you're graduating. Did you do you suggest this for people? Is it fun? Is it a new way to? Is it a good way to
4: meet people, or what, what would you say? So, if you want to play for fun, I mean, absolutely go for it. There's no like pressure to playing for fun. If you want to compete, I would say do it if you're 100% committed. Like if you played a sport in your life and you've always enjoyed it, and you know you know you can stick with it and not get tired of it I would do it because it's a it takes a big toll I mean you're on if you take it seriously you're on four to five days a week for like two to three hours like practicing and then going over film there's film for gaming too so if you if you have that commitment I would absolutely say go for it it's worth it you meet a great group of guys it's like competing just like any other sport
1: All right. Well, Donovan, I do have one more, one more question for you. And it's uh, you said you're a senior and you'll be graduating in May. So do you have any plans for pursuing this after you leave the school? Uh,
4: So if a job opportunity opens up, um, that'd be great. One of my guys wants to be an esports director for uh, another school, whatever, whoever offers them. Um, I really want to get into real estate and then something with my degree, which is public relations, and um, that's kind of booming in Austin right now. So I'd like to do that. But um, if an esports job
1: does open up, I would happily do it. All right, well, thank you so much. That's gonna be all the time we have today for today's interview. But we're gonna kind of zoom out today, guys, and look at some of the the national sports. The Uh, The NBA is kind of ramping up, guys, right before we get out of here. I know the Lakers won a very close one last night. I know Thomas' heart was beating (laughs) out of his chest like mine was. I mean, that that game went to overtime, but luckily LeBron being LeBron kind of handled that and finished it out. You guys have any thoughts on that game last night?
2: I mean, yeah. And another impressive by LeBron. I mean, he's just making his goat case a little more clear and clear every day. I mean, I'm not on that train, but I mean, for Lakers fans, for purposes, we'll we'll say that. But um, yeah, I mean, they're making a playoff push and it's looking very impressive right now. I think they're firmly saying like, hey, we're going to be at least in this play-in. And that's something that can go a long way, especially, you know, with just two games left in the season. I mean, it's going to be a battle for those last few spots there.
3: Yeah, JP, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to ever touch a basketball, so we'll just leave that out there. But, yeah, he um, he took a lot of flack on social media last night. Well, the Lakers did. I believe when a minute 24 left, there was a 10-point lead, and they they blew it, and they went into overtime against the Utah Jazz. However, LeBron made up for his um, missed missed layup attempt in the end of regulation and made the game-winning layup in overtime to defeat the Utah Jazz. So tonight, they'll be playing the Los Angeles Clippers. They are, I believe, seventh right now. The Clippers are sixth, and the Warriors are number five. So whoever wins this matchup will be the sixth seed, and you know that's the magic number for trying to get out of the play-in. Justin is looking at me like he just wants to... Say something about say something negative about the Lakers. So
0: go ahead, Justin.
3: What do you have negative
0: to say You no, know, actually Thomas, you read my mind incorrectly. Nothing wrong with the Lakers, man. I'm excited <laughs> to see them lose in the first round. Um, it's fun. You know, since Donovan's still in the studio, Donovan, do you watch any sports? Do you watch any basketball, any anything like that?
4: Uh I've always been a sports kid, so oh, really? I watch a lot oh. of football. Uh hockey's currently my favorite. I used to love the NBA. It's just not what it used to be in my opinion but i still i still watch it it's just i like hockey a little more now dude i think you're the only person that's ever said they like hockey,
0: yeah, hockey. i'm
2: trying to get into it a little more it's 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 bigger in the northern states so you know the mm-hmm.
4: thing that blows my
0: mind about hockey is that i mean i've struggled to figure i can't even skate like you know if I, you put me on ice i mean i'm i'm doing the splits all day and it's like <laughs> they're, literally- they're doing that while running While on ice. Soc-
1: they're playing soccer on i on like ice hockey with like, sticks like, <laughs> and <laughs> they're
0: running into each other at eighty miles per hour, it seems like, and they're they're smashing each other to walls. I mean uh, fights I could, are allowed.
1: Yeah, I was about to say Fights that. are legal. I, mean, I don't know if anyone I know if anyone listening is that big of a hockey fan, but if you get a chance to go to a hockey game, definitely do it. There, I, it my, there is a stick
0: sorry, sorry, I was, I was just
1: my like my boss got me and one of my um my roommate um whatchamacallit tickets to a a hockey game last year and we just went and just just to watch and enjoy it and it was am- it was just an amazing it was a per- amazing performance i guess to say like they were out there fighting and scoring goals and it was i mean this is very entertaining to watch so yeah if you get a chance to go to a hockey game definitely do that yeah you were gonna say something though justin
4: yeah donovan what's your favorite nba team uh oklahoma City under famous from oklahoma <sighs> also a rockets fan though
1: Oh, How do you know, know fan. Justin?
4: <laughs> Come on,
0: he's getting cookies. I mean, that's brownie points right there for you, man. I mean, I love the Rockets, the uh, worst team in the league, but, you know, I'm still always yeah, going to be a fan bad. of them. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of the Rockets, I think they kind
3: of took jo- – not Joel, Nikola Jokic out of the MVP race last night after dropping that game against the Rockets. And Joel Embiid, I know somebody over here asked the stats for the game last night. What was it, like 52 uh,
2: points? Yeah, over 50% of the points and I 42 mean, free throws. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Doc Rivers was saying that he deserves the MVP for scoring over 50% of the points, but I recall the year Kobe scored 81, he scored. Three fourths of the points for the Lakers, and he got he got uh, passed up for MVP voting from Steve Nash. So that doesn't guarantee jo- Joel Embiid anything.
1: A little though. I mean, I remember a lot of things that, about that. Like Lakers team is they were like the sixth seed, and the, while well, the Suns won like sixty games that year. This was two thousand and six, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. So I mean, the the Sixers right now they're uh, the third seed, fifty two wins. So that might be enough for to get him on top of the on top of how he's playing, but. That's gonna be all the time we have, but before we get out of here, we're gonna throw it to Justin for a look at the weather.
0: You know, it's usually JP with the weather here, but you know, I just I just love the weather, guys. So right now it is a little gloomy outside, it's a little humid, and it's currently sixty-nine degrees um don't expect any rain today it's just going to be cloudy um the high of today is going to be around 73 and it's going to cool down again later into the evening now if you're looking at your day-to-day forecast tomorrow a high of 55 and a low of 51 so that's going to be a chilly day and friday a high of 56 and a low of 51 and there will be rain on the next two days so be ready be prepared and there's it, you know in san marcus there's always a slight chance of rain bring a bring a A water, whatever you call it. I don't know, a poncho, an umbrella, umbrella, something because Justin is not correct and neither is any weatherman in the state of Texas, but that's all I have.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Justin. But that's going to be all the time we have for today's episode. Be sure to keep up with everything Sam Marcus and Texas State related by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at KTSW Sports. For Justin Brown, J.P. Flanagan, Thomas Terry, and Donovan Prasava, sorry about that, I'm Orlando Smart. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in again same time on Friday, and have a wonderful rest of your day. But for now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.